1: This is The Loving Life Podcast. Coming from a parent's perspective, where we take a look at the past, the present, and discuss what the future has in store for all of us. Welcome to The Loving Life Podcast. This is The Loving Life Podcast. Coming from a parent's perspective, where we take a look at the past, the present, and discuss what the future has in store for all of us. Welcome to The Loving Life Podcast. Hi, right. Welcome to the podcast. It is the Loving Life podcast. Here we are in a brand new year. And what's going on? I'm solo again, usually hosting this with my wife, Sandra. But that's okay, because today's kind of a special day. Um, and I did not expect her to uh, drop everything at work and drive on down here. Had the opportunity to connect with Efren Ramirez. Uh, you know him as Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Uh amazing. So here we go. We get the phone number. We're gonna give him a call, but we ran into some things and here's how everything kinda of played out.
0: Hey, this is Ethan Ramirez. Um send me a text message uh and you'll get me faster. Um if you wanna leave a message then cool too. All right, have a great day. Bye.
1: Ephraim, it's Charlie at uh, Cool Radio in Phoenix giving you a call for our interview. I was uh, told to call you at this number. Uh, We're just going to chit-chat a little bit about uh, what's coming up this Friday here at the Orpheum Theater and the Napoleon Dynamite uh, viewing and uh, you guys coming out. So I'd love to uh, get a call back. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, so there you go. I called him and I got the voicemail, which is not uncommon, and uh, because you never know who's uh, on the other line. So how many times have you looked at your phone and went, "I don't know that number. I'm going to let that go to voicemail." So um, I left the message, and then I did. I followed it up with a text message, and uh, he texted me back saying, "I just called and I said I'll call you back." And uh, here we are playing phone tag. I'm calling him back, and uh, here we go.
0: Hello. There he is. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> awesome. I called back actually to the number and it, it, and I spoke to a woman, and I go, yeah, someone called me, but I'm not sure. I think this is scenic. And she's like, uh huh. I go, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, I'm supposed to be interviewed. She goes, who? I don't know. And she goes, what's this about? And I go, um, okay. Uh, yeah. Have you to pull me Dynamite? She goes yeah oh my gosh. yeah well i i i, I played pedro uh-huh cool <laughs> all right uh, how do, okay let's start this again like, oh I'm my gosh i'm like i'm like yo don't you know who i am none of that it's just it's like like uh yeah i mean they're, they're gonna be screening it at uh in phoenix and um and i just, you know i'm gonna be meeting a lot of people and then you know and people want, are, are interested to wanting to know about the film uh right am i wrong i mean i, I, I could be wrong i yeah, unless you want to use me as a piñata, then that's fine, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she she had no clue. She, I,
0: I, maybe she maybe she voted for Summer, and that's cool, too. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe she did. Uh, Ephraim, thanks so much for being on the phone. Appreciate it. I am looking forward to Friday at the Orpheum Theater. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, again, uh, one of these movies that... Uh, Came out in two thousand four. You guys had a really low budget on making this movie. Uh it, it was it was I'm reading like four hundred thousand dollars to make the movie, yet it grossed like forty six million. Is that true?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean it's always it's always surprising the fact that, you know, this is this is a film that very independent and we were all together and we we did this film and we really had no idea about the results on and, and how big it was gonna grow. So I mean not only did it was 45 million with the in the box office but it made over 300 million with merchandising alone and and to us we're just always surprised like Dude, really? I'm a part of that. That's awesome. <laughs> right? Hey, I threw some money at
1: that merch. I got I got all the the collectible dolls in in a box in storage. I I've got all that stuff.
0: Good, good. That you're a dedicated fan. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So it, it's such a cult classic. Now going into the project, so you get the script delivered to you. I, I don't know if your agent delivers you the script. You read the script. You audition. What What are the thoughts going through your head on this movie? Because it's so. Um, I want to say the word eclectic. So out there, so different.
0: So weird. How about that? Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, I I, uh, I was working on a show called Even Steven at the time for Disney, and um, uh, my agent called me up and she said, well, you have an audition for a uh, couple of films. And they go, okay. Um, one was Napoleon Dynamite. The other one was The Alamo. Um, and we have an audition. Sometimes they don't give you the script. They just give you the, the pages from the script that you can be uh, um, playing the role for. So I thought, Okay, and I and I read the pages of, of Pedro and Napoleon, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, it was it was odd, and I and I wasn't so sure. So um, you know, you you kind of go with your creative gut, and, right. um, uh I I, I remember raiding my father's closet and I put on my dad's clothes, right? And I go over to Fox Studios and and I read. And, um, you know, and, and I, I, I get a call back and uh, I remember the director um, was telling me, he goes, okay, we did the scene and some of the scenes. And he goes, okay, now do it again, but slower. And I oh. go, okay. And then he goes, do it again, slower. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, slower. And I go, how, like, so <laughs> Pedro all of a sudden started going, hello, no, that's pretty good. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh, all right. This is gonna be. I, I mean, I thought this is strange already, and I thought, like, right. okay, until until you know, my agent says, you know, you got the part, and and you know, they are gonna fly over to Preston, Idaho. and and I remember having to meet John Heater as he was dressed up in wardrobe as Napoleon, and he goes, hey, Are you Pedro? And I go, Oh my! No, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is gonna be. This is going to be backwards but awesome,
1: <laughs> right? And it like totally in character, and it just kind of makes sense then, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And you're and you're, you know, you're not sure because I'm thinking, wow. Here, uh, you, you know, you study you, you, you study your craft. You, you know, you work your, your way as an actress through theater, and you I, I played multiple characters, but it was just this was a lead role and it was a character role, and I wasn't so sure because I studied drama and this is comedy and you're like right. i want to play the truth of this and see what happens and um and the rest is is, is, is history
1: right what's it, what's it like being i mean people see you and they go pedro you know it's not Efren ramirez it's it's pedro i mean it's got to be a, a kind of a 50-50 like eh, come on now right, that's pedro but you know what you got to be proud and wrap your arms around that because it's so iconic
0: it's uh i i don't know i after Napoleon died, my and because of it. You know, I end up buying my parents a house, and then I bought my house, and 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 I, you know, I'm, you know, I've I've done theater, and for me, if I could hide behind all the characters I play, then I've done my job as an artist. You know, for me, in between working in films, I go to high schools and I go to colleges and I go to hospitals and I see kids and when I see little kids and they look at me and they're like Pedro, I'm like I am he. <laughs> it is it is. You see, the thing is, you want to because I played such a positive character, uh-huh. it's somebody that people want to embrace. You never want to play a villain in a very popular movie because then people kind of snicker at you and they're like, "Ugh, they hate you." Right. And you're like, "Wait, that's not me." But in this case, you know, Pedro is very um positive, and you know, and he he even though he's 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 uh, he, he's in a world where he's trying to figure out where he can fit in. Right. You know, he makes a difference in his life along with that friendship. With that you know with with Napoleon Dynamite, and that that's one of the great things about this film, is right? The love and friendship.
1: Uh, and speaking of friendships, now obviously you, you 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 do the movie, and it becomes such a classic, and. uh Again, it's like one of those shows that you know. Along with owning the DVD and the uh, and and all this, uh, every time it comes on TV, you get stuck. You watch it. It's one of those things where you're passing by. Oh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite's on, and you're watching the show. <laughs> uh, so it becomes this classic. And of course, it's probably way bigger than you ever imagined. Um, with your co-stars. Uh, speaking of family and friends. How, it's kind of turned into this long distance. Like you guys obviously don't hang out all the time, but you see each other. You keep in touch. How does that? How's that working out?
0: Yeah, well, and um, Jonathan Grice plays Uncle Rico. Lives about twenty minutes away from me, and 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 John and John Heater is about fifteen minutes away from me. So you know, and I and I talk to him all the time, and I reach out to a lot of cast members. You know, it, it's I think I think one of the things about Napoleon Dynama dynamite is because it's so independent. You know, we were made it, making it for practically nothing, and we became a uh, uh, family. Right. You know, and you, it, it is rare that it happens, especially because when you're working on a, uh, for instance, on a big feature uh, film with a big budget, you know, it, it's so independent that people are on their own world. You right. know. And um, in this case, there are film students who, who decide to put this film together and, and hold it. You know, at least something could come out of it. You know, at least maybe go on DVD and we could put it on our reel as actors. But right, um, because it got so big and we 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 got along so well and we trusted um, the director and 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 each other on the work and the process. It became something else, you know. And even after fifteen years, you know, we we remained friends and. and They are family to me, you know, and we really support each other and and, and help each
1: other out. It sounds more like it was a project that... Almost everybody had their hands in and helped mold and make it happen rather than, you know, going to a big budget film and, okay, this is your gig, this is your gig, this is your gig, this is your gig. Everybody seemed to have like a little bit of a play in, in, in creating this project.
0: Yeah. it, it You know, because we, we pretty much had nothing,
1: you know. Right.
0: Um, and, and there was a skeleton crew and, and, and we shot in a place called Preston, Idaho, a small town where the director grew up in. And... Um, and all we had was each other, so we would shoot as as the days go by, and we, it was about twenty two days, and, um, and and then we'd play basketball, and we'd hang out with each other, and sometimes we would we would shoot scenes, and we would find them to be funny sometimes, and we go okay, and we would, we became fans of quoting the film, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> you know Jesus, <laughs> we thought it was very funny, you know, just for ourselves, but we had no idea the results. Of, of its turnout after it got accepted at the Sundance Film Festival, and just got it just got um, um, huge, not only nationwide but worldwide. You know, I could go to um, Europe, or I was just I produced a film, um, and I was in Spain, and they were like, even I was in Russia, and they were like quoting Napoleon Dynamite. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> cool. Really? Like, okay, cool. No, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: really cool. So, I mean, there's yeah, so so yeah. many things that happened in that movie, from throwing the little action figure out the bus window to yeah. you guys jumping bikes off the ramp. Oh my god, I lost it. <laughs> I, I'm like, and, oh, it just oh, you got about 15 feet on that. I, I mean, it's <laughs> it was just the lines. It was so clever and so. I mean, I think it took you know, people like myself to a place where like, Oh my gosh, I, that is so what we did when we were that age.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a lot of it's written by the director and his wife, Sarusha, and, um, based on real life events that actually occurred, you know, um, um, I think the guy who played Kip, Aaron rule, uh, his little brother actually ordered the time machine online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> he like really did. Yeah. He uh, apparently, he, t- he, he Sort of borrowed his parents' credit card. Oh my god! And he went online and he ordered it with the crystals, and, and like, and it came with like money of of the time uh, period. So and oh my, yeah, yeah. That
1: the, the backstories are great. I was uh, on YouTube and I was watching some of the uh, some of the outtakes, okay. and it looked like you guys had a lot of fun making the movie.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, remember a lot of the. This- a lot of the stunts, we didn't have, we didn't have any stunt guys, so right? they had to do it themselves. No, that was moment. John
1: Heater losing yeah. his balls on the uh, 10-speed bike <laughs> on that jump,
0: for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. even the stake throwing, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: So tell me about the theater tour, What it, what's it, what is it all about? I know that, uh, you know, we go through anniversaries in the movie, but uh, sure. what you guys are doing, I think, is so cool, because... It's one of these things where I'm selling it on the radio for the event that's coming up, and I'm like, okay, so, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, you, you've seen the movie, and, and if you haven't, it'll be a first time, but this is not like going to watch a movie. The guys are going to be there. What's it all about?
0: It, it's, uh, I, I got to tell you, you know, we, we've been doing a few of these tours now all over, all over the nation, and and remember, Napoleon Dynamite is a movie where families can sit together watch and enjoy, where parents don't have to worry about their children and that they have to edit them, you know, because right. they can't watch the movie. Right. Uh, and sometimes this is the movie where grandparents have introduced it to their grandkids, you know, like, really? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, and, and as we've been doing this tour, uh, there have been people who have been sitting down with a lot of people to sold-out shows to, to really experience the movie on the big screen. You know, because most of them have seen it at home. You know, during during the holidays when families get together, yep. or on road trips. But um, to experience it with a lot of people with a full house, it's it's, it's great. And then after that, um, they, we do something. We open it up to a Q and A where where John Grise and John Heater and I would come out and we talk about the making of the film and what it was like. You know, you know, before Napoleon Dynamite and afterwards, and 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 it's it's mm-hmm. great to see a lot of. Uh, a lot of fans who are dressed up as the characters, and, uh, you, you know, you see the kids who are like dressed up in the and they're like, hey, Pedro. <laughs> um, they are like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. You know, right. we had a family, um, who dressed up as all of the characters, and they had, they had a baby Kip, you know, with little mustache. And I was like, this is awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, <laughs> they're and, really into it. <laughs> and, and and
1: you get you get to see that, too. I mean, do you still do the Comic-Con stuff? Have you been out? You've been out to those. I've seen that you've been out to them. Do you still do that or every once in a while? It,
0: it, 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 it's hard because um, we're always working as actors. You know, John right. Peter just finished doing Tremors. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I'm working on a series with Sir Van Kingsley where I play an astronaut. Oh um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And and uh John Grice is working on this on a series called Dreamcore where he's like a scientist and he enters people's dreams tap animated. So it's, it's 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 we're always working as actors. Right. So um uh for us to be able to uh go into the public and, and meet, you know, people, uh it, it gets difficult because we're like at this you know, I'm doing research for a new film that I'm gonna do and um, you start to zone in into a different world, right? And then when you go to the public eye, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about this." Yeah, you know uh, exactly. Um, yeah.
1: So there was a uh, there's an animated version of Napoleon Dynamite, and you're still doing voice work for that, right?
0: Oh yeah, we Fox wanted to do um, uh, an animated series, Napoleon Dynamite, and one of the great things was that we all agreed to do it. It was it was, it was great to be able to be in the room. And do the voices for all the characters. And right. Actually, You could actually watch it on, on Hulu, I believe, which mm-hmm. is owned by Disney. So I, I, guess, I guess Mickey Mouse is sort of my boss now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm like, heck yes. Hey, man, if, if you you're going to have a boss, Mar- right? Right? Yeah, if you put Napoleon and Pedro in a Star Wars world, what would that be like? I'd like to hang out with Baby Yoda. Why not?
1: Right. Uh-huh. You can change it up, get, a, you get yourself on The Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> you sure, perfect. Imagine. Well, may the force be with you or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or whatever. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, now, there was rumors, and the rumors are rumors until you, you actually ask the people, sequels? No. I mean, how do you do a sequel to Napoleon Dynamite?
0: Well, I mean, uh, the world is never closed, you know? And, and right. And when you make a sequel, it's got to be, it has to be very important, you know? You, you can't. You, you, if you relive the world of Napoleon Dynamite, like where would they be fifteen years from now? Maybe, right. maybe, maybe Napoleon would be with Deb. You know, maybe Pedro ends up marrying Summer Weekly and has, and has like I don't know five kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Kip has now become like a member of WWE. And I, would go, hey, like, like a <laughs> I would throw money at that. I would throw
1: money at that.
0: Yeah,
1: that's funny. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when you when you talk about classics like that, Fast Times at Richmond High, and just movies that, you know, will always stand the test of time, it's kind of hard to to throw a sequel at it and have it be, you know, so classic. So, uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, 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 I mean, again, the, the, there have been so many fans, and we, as we've been doing this tour to sold-out shows, you know, people really want it. You know? And we go, okay, if you if, if you... If that ever to happen, you go. well, what would honestly be the results of their lives? You know, would 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 Napoleon and Pedro have kids, and maybe the kids would be doing going through some struggles? Imagine an eight year old Napoleon. Gosh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: I don't want to imagine that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got moon boots, <laughs> and hey, the little Pedro. Oh my you know? <laughs> gosh! With
1: the, with the with the shirt buttoned up at the top, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. That's funny. Well, uh, we're excited out here in Phoenix for, for it to come. There, uh, I know a lot of people uh, that I've been talking to, is, and especially my daughters. I have a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old, and uh, uh, they've seen it, and they love it, and uh, they're excited as well. So um, Orpheum Theater um, is an amazing place. You're going to love it when you get in. So very historical, lots of history in it, and uh, it's prime uh, for you guys to show the movie at and do the Q and A. Thanks for spending the time with me today, Ephraim. I appreciate it so much.
0: Yeah, of course. And for people who are going to the theater, bring your footballs, your piñatas, your dolls, your vote for Pedro T-shirts, and and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm right there with you. Thanks so much, Ephraim Ramirez uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. Thank you for your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you real soon.
0: Thank you, family. All right, you get take care.
1: All right, you too. Thanks. Well, there you go, Efren Ramirez, who plays Pedro on Napoleon Dynamite. The cool perks of the job is uh, getting to do stuff like that. Uh, You know, just never, ever uh, in a million years imagine that I'd be able to talk to uh, some of these people and uh, just kind of pick their brain a little bit, and uh, uh, always always so much fun. So uh, thanks again, Efren, for being on the phone with me for a little while, and hopefully you enjoyed it as well, and if they're coming to your town to do this, Take advantage. Get out there and do something. And it's just something different to do, right? Watching the movie with the actors who are actually in the movie. Nothing... Nothing uh, quite beats that. And that's going to wrap it up for the Loving Life podcast for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, you can get this on the Radio.com app, iTunes, Stitcher. It's all out there. Um, You can go to the website, CoolRadio.com. It'll be on-demand audio. Uh, And, of course, I always love and appreciate that you give some ears to this. Rate the podcast. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll see you again next time on the Loving Life podcast.